All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Whoever who can figure out what the hell they were singing. That was not what we practiced at all. I did my best. I was very lost. I'm so sorry. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Oilers Nation Radio. Dan, I like that idea. If you can figure out what the hell Cam and Chris were just trying to do, we'll give you something free. We'll give you something free. Tweet at us at ON Radio podcast on twitter holy cow we have a guest too we uh, we showed up real good for the guest absolutely sitting across the table from me is hart from puckpedia welcome my friend how was that for an introduction <laughs> yeah i was sitting here and i don't know what song that was oh, i heard man. the practice too i still don't know what we we're trying to do we're so sorry holy cow <laughs> welcome to uh, as i said company. to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 38. I am Bagged Milk. To my left is the Nation Dan. Across from him is Chris, the intern. And uh, across from me is Hart from Puckpedia. Tyler behind me, Rick. Cam, we got a packed house today. First off, I want to talk about a very exciting new partnership that we are launching with the Nation Network. That is why Hart is here. He is not here to listen to our sweet, sweet jams. (laughs) He is here to talk about Puckpedia.com and us partnering up looking to expand what we can offer to our readers. And I want to talk about it because I think it's awesome. If you haven't been to puckpedia.com, there's a lot to go over. So let's get started. I want to know, I want to start with, I guess, why did you get into doing a salary cap resource site? What was the thought behind it? What was your thinking in terms of what you wanted to do? Let's let's start at the beginning of puckpedia.com. Okay, sounds great. Um, I think it started like for most fans, I thought I was better than the Oilers GM. And so I would think about what kind of trades and moves I'd want to make. And, you know, now in the NHL, it's not just about who's a good player, but you really have to understand uh, the contracts and the cap space. And that's just as important as what they can do on the ice. And uh, I've always been really drawn to that and and trying to be a GM in my own head. And, um, you know, actually NHL numbers was a, a big inspiration. I remember... Uh, the first year of the salary cap in 2005, 2006, um, being on NHL numbers and like checking out when they were getting uh, Sergey Samsonov and Dwayne Rolson and what that meant for the Oilers uh, cap space that year. So 
uh, that that was a big inspiration. I've always loved those kind of sites. And I, the vision for Puckpedia was to have all the salary cap information on one site, but there's a whole bunch of other information that I think fans are really interested in. And right now you have to go to a bunch of different websites to see it. So there's places for advanced stats, there's places for salary cap, there's places for news, uh, in, uh, injury updates. And really there should be kind of one main spot for a fan to go to get most of the information that they're looking up. So when they hear on, on the radio or on Oilers Nation that you know the Oilers might be trading for a guy, there should be one place to get everything they need to know about that guy find out all that information and that that was really the vision for the site as you started you started in 2018 is that right yeah we launched last june now that we're a year in how far do you do you find that there's constantly things that you're adding in that you maybe didn't expect at first or because when i'm looking at puckpedia i see things like the agent leaderboard which I think is great because I would have never expected Pat Brisson to have, you know, a billion dollars in contracts or whatever, all those zeros say on his leaderboard. What kind of made you look to add different flavors than maybe what you would expect from a normal cap site? Yeah, so I wanted to definitely have something that was unique. And uh, yeah, Puckpedia is the exclusive home of the agent leaderboard where you can find all that information. Um, again, back to being a, a lifelong Oilers fan, it, it kind of started... Uh, thinking about agents when uh, Kevin Lowe and Mike Comrie had that contract standoff and there was that famous potential trade to Anaheim for Corey Perry and Kevin Lowe wanted Comrie to repay part of his signing bonus. I remember at the time thinking like, well, that relationship with that agent's pretty burned. I wonder like who else he represents on the Oilers and, you know, things like the Nylander situation back in the day. It always got me thinking about those relationships with agents and teams and how that might play into things. Um, Because I do think, you know, they talk about some cities might not be destinations, but I think it's more often the relationships between GMs and agents play into that a lot too. So that really got me interested in it. And, um, you know, through some relationships, I was able to get access to an initial list of who some of the agents are. Um, And then from there, I put it out and it worked out really well because put it out and with a little note saying if you're an agent and you want to make sure you have the information correct up here reach out and they're very competitive as you can imagine so agents were reaching out uh you know right away to make sure that we had all their clients listed and it's really grown from there and it's been a great way to network and meet agents and and get uh, all the contract information and mm-hmm. i really love to hear the negotiation side of it and uh you know sharing about how they worked on some deals and who they use as comparables is often who the fans might think about but sometimes it's people you wouldn't even expect and yeah it's a really interesting side of the business in my head i like to think of maybe like an re gold situation yeah where you're looking at the Puckpedia leaderboard, yeah. your number's not quite correct, so they're reaching out to you hard and like, come on, man, and they're just wanting to be the top of the list. Like, I'm looking at it, Brisson, JP Berry, all these big names that everybody knows, yeah, the they're funny, there. The funny ones are within the same agency, because sometimes it's a little unclear within the agency who's like the official agent. So one guy will call me and say, hey, you got to switch this player over to me. And then like a week later, another agent at that agency will call and say, no, switch them over to me. And I just, whoever calls me last, I just kind of keep switching it back and forth. But they're, yeah, they are very competitive. Um, and uh, they they want to compete with each other. I've got some messages when a guy moved up over someone else to say like, ha, I made it into the top five now. So yeah, they're definitely looking at it and very, very competitive. One of the things I really like about Puckpedia is the ability to embed some of the tools that you have. Uh, as an example, we talked. We were talking the other day. If there's a trade, you can actually look at how that matches up. Kind of take the data you want and and supplement your articles. What made you kind of look at not only having that data, but making it available for writers or whoever to embed into articles and supplement what their what their work looks like? Yeah, a couple things. So one is again just trying to make things easy for fans and so if when i would be reading an article on an on a nation site about a, a player like i would often want to go flip to a bunch of different sites to find information about that player so i think to make it easy for a fan in the article it should have everything you need right there so they don't have to click and move around too much but also you know i found that there's a lot of really good information and, and writers out there um, but it's not accessible to a lot of fans and so trying to get more exposure to people's work I think is important um, you know we're on on Puckpedia and all the different team pages it, there's a voices to follow section and again if you're a fan of the team you might not be on Twitter all the time and know exactly who to follow but there's a little bit of a directory of who the top people to follow for that team are so you know I think it's just important to tie fans to all the places out there where they can get useful information and so 
part of that is supporting them with uh, easy to embed tools. And yeah, that trade uh, embed tool is pretty cool. I think it shows all the contracts and stats um, for the players that were traded. So you can see all, all the key information about the trade. Um, and the other big one is in the player dashboard. So the player dashboard, you can uh, sort and filter, slice and dice on a whole bunch of different criteria for, for lists. That's how you can see the upcoming UFAs or you could see, you know, left wing, uh, left wingers under five foot ten that had more than ten points with a Corsi over fifty. You could see all that on there, and again, I think having that being uh, really really easy to embed is makes it a useful tool for a bunch of writers and all the nation sites and and other publications out there as well. Going further, I'm looking at the player dashboard right now. You've got cap percentage. I think that there's just like you said, there's so many cool tools that are in here. Agent when you're when your contract expires, when it's done, are they a UFA or an RFA? What year it comes up? Position, all kinds of cool stuff that's in there that you're not going to find anywhere else. And again, the ability to embed is awesome. Like for a writer like me that doesn't just want to necessarily post a screen cap, yeah. have the content a little bit more interactive is is really neat. It's really cool. And I know you're working on other tools too. Like there's the Ask a Capologist feature on here. Tell me what that's about, because I think for a lot of us, if you actually print off the CBA, yeah. it is a giant stack of paper that none of us is ever going to get through. I'm too stupid to read it, but I can ask a capologist a question and you guys can explain it to me. So go into a little bit about that part and why that was important to you as well. Yeah, I think it's, it's all related to the salary cap and those rules are a big part of being a fan and and trying to make moves in your head or understanding why moves are made. And a lot of that information is intimidating and it's really detailed and it's hard to find a place for it. So uh, the Ask the Capologist, it's a resource place where you can go and see information. But also if you have some questions and you're not sure the answer, um, it's a kind of non-intimidating place to submit a question and get an answer for you. And so for, you know, either I answer it or if I'm not sure, I'll reach out to some of my contacts with teams or agencies and, and get the information. Um, and it's been good. I, there's some really good questions that we've got. Uh, some of them are posted on, on that page. Some of them I just respond or we re respond to the person individually so they can have the information. But yeah, if you have some questions, it's a good, good place to go. Um, that CBA is complicated. You know, just like late last night, I was looking up for the, the Oilers talking about signing Nygaard and just confirming the rules about uh, if it's going to be an entry level deal because he's coming from Europe. So yeah, it's a, it is intimidating to know what section to go to. Unfortunately, I think I've kind of worn out my copy at going through it a lot, but um, I guess for me, I find that stuff fun and, and learning it. Um, and I thought I knew a lot about uh, the CBA and the rules a year ago, but the amount I've learned in the last year with people asking good questions and getting information from, from agents and teams and media people, it's, uh, it's, it's been great. So yeah, if you go on there, you can see a lot of the previous questions or just um, informational articles, or you can uh, submit a question and, get, and we'll get back to you. Most recently, obviously, Phil Kessel's been in the news lately because the talk of perhaps him going to the to the Minnesota Wild. There's a question about how his retained salary works with Toronto still maintaining a portion of that and how it all gets moved around. And the answer's right there. Scrolling down the page a little bit, I also like that there's just a bunch of general information about what things mean, how it works, how contracts work, buyouts, offer sheets, you name it, it's there. I like that you guys have it all in one tasty little page for a moron like me and like Dan mm -hmm. that we can go and learn a little something without having to tax our brains trying to figure out how the CBA works. Yeah. And it keeps growing as people ask questions or things come up. Like in the last couple of months, there's been so many different entry levels signed by players. And there was a lot of questions on, well, why are some one year, some two years, some three years. So that led to the you know, getting, making sure that we had that information really understand, understanding it really well and posting it. And I think there's nice, a nice clear table now of, you know, how old you have to be and where you played for it to be a one, two or three year deal. Um, and that's why the, the Nygaard uh, that the Oilers are signing, it's a one year deal because he came from Europe and he's between the ages of 25 and 27. So yeah, if you're not sure you could go in there and, and see that information. And I guess the next question is, why did you feel like, I know why we thought it was a great fit to, to partner up with Puckpedia. Why did you feel like the Nation Network was also a good fit for you guys? I think it's it's exciting to be part of a team. Um, it's, uh, I, I, you know, it's it's been a lot of work over the last year and it's exciting now to be part of a team where 
there's people like yourselves that uh, have a lot to bring to the table and some technical resources and we can just get, get a lot more done. There's some really cool tools that um, have the ideas to build, making the site more interactive and, and a place for people to model out trades. That's going to be our Puckhead GM section. Um, and so just having some more technical resources and and uh, ability to crowdsource best ideas for that was exciting. And uh, like I said, I've been a big fan of the nation and NHL numbers for years and it's exciting to to partner up together. Also got to be pretty exciting when I know over the last few weeks and months, you've been breaking trades on Twitter or signings, I should say, and then getting the retweets from insiders all over. Like that's got to be pretty cool as well. Yeah, it's a little surreal, um, you know, being connected with some of the media people and agents and teams. And yeah, I've been able, fortunate enough to be able to get some of the details of contracts um, out first. And uh, but part of the problem when you're new and you don't have a big following is if you're the first to put it out there, but no one really sees it, like, were you the first to put it out there? It's like the tree falling in the forest, right? Sure. So being able to get some information out first and then now having a, being part of a team that can spread it out and, and get it to uh, go even wider. That's really exciting. Looking ahead, obviously there's, we're, we're a year in now we've got this new partnership. Where do you kind of see it going? What's the, what's the goal for Puckpedia? Um, you know, if we're looking out a year, five years in the future, where do you think that we're going to end up? Cause to me, as I look at it, I just see a growing appetite for this kind of information and more and more people are going to want to know their cap numbers. More and more people are going to want to know how many contracts the Oilers have on their books all of that stuff. So to me, it just seems like a perfect fit between the Nation Network and Puckpedia going forward, knowing how important this stuff is to the hardcore fans. Where do you see it? I I think the real growth is in the interactivity, is making it so, taking like a lot of sites out there that are sort of one-dimensional, you read it, you look at it, and that's it, and turning it to more of a place where fans can interact with it. So model, basically being a place to model out more trades, transactions, get feedback on those trades, have some competitions about who made the best Oilers trade, or who had the most creative way of getting rid of Lucic, or return the most value, for example. I think that's really the future, is, is really coming up with creative ways of making it more engaging and interactive where you get fans can do things and get feedback and, and get, get some uh, response from the site instead of just looking at it. As a, as a fan and a guy who knows the CBA and looks at the cap and all these numbers, how are the weather's going to get out of this <laughs> salary cap jam they're in? It's, it's not going to be easy, but I think it'd be a pretty fun challenge. I, I think it starts on, on their D. I think clearing out guys like Russell and Sekera, while they still have value, the, the value doesn't match up with their cap hit. And they've got some good young defensemen that can jump in, and I think that will clear up a lot of space. So if they move out Russell and Sekera and get like useful forwards back or don't have to take any salary back at all, and they could do something creative with Lucic, like you know, retain half and trade him to someone that is also going to retain a little bit and move it on to the next guy and the next team. I think that's that's how they'll get out of it. Um, and not making any big long contracts to old guys would be a good start as well. <laughs> Speaking of Lucic, uh, you, there is the bio cal- uh, calculator yeah. on Puckpedia. The thing that I like about the bio calculator is you can kind of pick, you can select which year you want to buy him out at. And I'm just clicking this year, Hart, and it is ugly, my friend. It's not good. It's not nice. The the Lucic buyout uh, calculator button's getting a big workout over the last uh, <laughs> well, really since he signed it, but especially over the last few months. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's back to the. I'm sure people have heard. You know, if there's signing bonuses in the contract, it makes it really ugly for a buyout. And the only thing worse than giving a long term deal to an old power forward is to put lots of signing bonuses in it, because then it it really can't be bought out. Like there's really no reason to buy it out whatsoever. Um, the best thing to do would be to retain salary and trade it and maybe facilitate like a three-way trade where someone picks up a million and then it moves on to the next guy. And if he ends up playing for someone for like a million and a half bucks, I mean, I think someone could handle that on their fourth line, but um, yeah, it's a, that's an ugly buyout. Um, but even like, you know, looking at someone like Brandon Manning, you can look at the, the buyout on there. It, it doesn't really make sense to buy him out because you can bury him and just sort of suck it up for the year to save 200 grand. Doesn't make a lot of sense to, uh, to buy it out and have some pain the following year. Uh, but, you know, the, hopefully with the new regime, they'll they'll kind of think these things through. I couldn't believe my eyes last year when they bought out Griba. I mean, you can bury a guy 
for no cap it and be done with it for a year, but instead you buy them out and it's, you know, a 300 grand cap it for two years. Like might not seem like a lot, but they're pretty tight to the cap. And that's maybe the difference between getting a free agent or that could fit in the top six or not. So hopefully, um, you know, if they, if they're not sure they can submit an ask the capologist question and give them some help <laughs> and, uh, make sure they make some smart decisions here with the salary cap. I can just feel the anger bubbling up inside <laughs> me when you talk even about the Griba bio, cause then they go ahead and trade for Alex Petrovic just a few months later, who's essentially the same player. And he only played like what Tyler eight games, something like that. It, ah! I got a list of uh, yeah buttons I know to push to get everyone's blood pressure up. <laughs> well, thank you for that. It is a Friday afternoon, and we are getting a little bit angry here with Hard from Puckpedia. I want to thank you very much for kind of stopping in and talking about this because I'm I'm super excited about it. I think that having up to date cap information is important, but I also love the interactive sections and tools that are going up here now that are already there and going up in the future. I think it's just a great place to go and get some information, get it all in one spot and go ahead and click that Milan Lucic bio button. See for yourself. It doesn't make sense. People. This is a very dangerous site in a sense that you could spend hours on it and like go down every single wormhole there. Like in just in the last 15 minutes, I've just been like scrolling and scrolling and then you click another link and like find something else cool and then find something else cool. And it's just like an endless loop. And it's awesome. Yeah, that's that's definitely the idea. I, I think I've been a professional time waster at work looking yeah. at this kind of stuff and just like kind of try to think about it like that Wikipedia wormhole you go in when you start looking at one thing and four hours later, it's on a completely different topic. And that's sort of the point is to make it so you could get lost in here for hours. And uh, but hopefully you figured out all your favorite team's problems by the end of that day. Well, I'm going to go ahead and apologize to bosses everywhere <laughs> for your employees wasting hours and hours on Puckpedia because there's a lot of stuff to do here. There's a lot of cool tools and pages and just options to play around with. Um, and it's only going to get bigger, better, awesomer. And I'm Sue, super pumped about having this partnership with the Nation Network. I think it's great. I look forward to working together as we move forward. I look forward to you teaching me about the cap and making me angry with your Oilers-related facts, such as the Lucic buyout proof contract. Again, Hart, I appreciate it really. Uh, I appreciate a lot that you stopped by for to hang out for a couple minutes and talk a little bit about the Oilers and the site and what it means to you going forward. And uh, like I said, I really look forward. I'm working on this going forward. Thank you. I'm really, really excited, and I uh, hope you guys keep practicing your intro music. <laughs> well, you. like I said, if you uh, if you could figure out what that was, our guest had no idea. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll send you something. I want to go ahead and thank Sherwood Ford, the giant, for this first segment. Follow him on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford at at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. Thanks again, Hart. Appreciate it. Thanks. Pretty awesome to hear from Hart from Puckpedia. It's cool to have, Cam, I know you ran NHL numbers for a long time. It's cool to have a guy who's just super dedicated to getting all the right info and listening to Chris type emails out as we're recording the podcast. It's just, it's, it's cool to, uh, to hear a guy passionate about salary cap information, making sure everything's up to date and giving people like a spot to go check all of it out. Yeah, let me tell you, as somebody who ran a salary cap resource for... Well, I started doing it in January of 2015. That's when they brought me on to do it. And that was kind of my, my main thing I did for a few years and then came into this job and then we kind of let it go a little bit. It is an obscene amount of work. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, so every cap, every player's cap, it's not just like, oh, you sign a guy and this is what they cost for the year. It's like, it's a day-to-day thing. So when a guy has a contract, you divide their 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 cap number by 186 i mean that's how many days there are in regular season and when they come up or come down then like that's how much they're charging getting charged for that team against the cap that day so if you're running a cap resource and you fuck up and you have a guy going down the wrong day their entire cap hit's going to be wrong and then it's like for him at puckpedia he's got the he's got the agents that he's got to connect the yeah, players all salaries too yeah. and- I, uh, I have tons of respect for that guy because at nhln we had it was very bare bones. It was like a website out of the mid 2000s living in now. And I mean, we didn't have that much information. But, but I think in Bag Milk's kind of, uh, you know, interview there, he, he had mentioned the big thing, which is that with Puckpedia, there's just so much interaction with the fans. And it makes it really, we're all CBA stupid. Yeah. And, and he gives the ability to kind of study that and look into it. I want to I follow up on this with you because I guarantee you we'll get a question about it if we don't. Go over again the salary cap. So it's divided by 186 and how can it change? Go over that again. So every player has a cap number. 
their cap number. So, for example, Milan Lucic's cap number is $6 million. You divide it by 186, and that's what they cost for a day. And the amount of days they're on the roster creates their cap hit. So at the end of the season, they have a cap hit, but then every day you have a projected season cap hit. So you can't go over a certain amount. Like you can't go over, like you can't go over the ceiling in a given day, and then you also can't go over a certain amount. Based, what are you laughing at? What's well, I, well, you just said Milan Lucic has a six million dollar cap hit, and you divide it by one hundred eighty six to find out what his daily cap hit is, and that number is thirty two thousand two hundred fifty eight dollars. So just for being alive that day. That's so fucked up. So if you want to see how difficult it is to talk about cap hit stuff, go back to I did a What Would You Do Wednesday back in January when um, Sakara was going to get taken off the injured reserve. And oftentimes, What Would You Do Wednesday, it's hard for us to come up with something because, you know, sometimes there's just nothing to talk about and I'm going to force something. But the Sakara thing was, you know, relevant. Like the, the big issue for the Oilers was how are they going to fit this guy under the cap? And I wrote a post with just like all of these like wildly inaccurate things I thought were right. I spent like five hours reading different things about it and I was getting just like torched on Reddit and I was like I, 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 I don't I have no idea like I'm sorry I don't get it and then so this new heart guy comes in and he gets it which is awesome because and he likes reading the CBA is so confusing so confusing he likes reading the CBA it's like that's his jam and he's very very good at it he's up to date the numbers are accurate it's just, it makes a lot of sense for us to partner with Puckpedia and have people that are passionate about that resource and provide that to all our readers. Just back to that Luchich's daily cap hit thing. I feel like sometimes like working in like the media side where you're always talking about cap hits and salaries, you almost become numb to what a stupid amount of money these guys are making. Like even if you divide that again by two to get like a per day, he makes like 16 grand a day. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Not his fault though. It's no, and it's not. It's the way it is. And people are always like, oh, like they need to stop with these salaries. It's getting ridiculous. But I mean, it is like supply and demand, right? Like they have the money, so they spend it. But well, it's oh, Pierre being at the reins of a team. I so. mean, like it's pro sports in general, yes. yeah. like well, the, yeah. the way the salaries are going. Like you look at MLB pitchers who play once every five days. Yeah, like Clayton Kershaw makes like pretty much a million bucks a start. No, like that's ridiculous when you yeah. break it down to the fact that every inning he pitches, if you were to co- pitch a complete <laughs> game for all 30 starts, he'd make like 100K an inning. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's pretty incredible. So basically what we're telling you, if you're a parent, you're listening to this, make sure to force your kids into sports. I think Tennis. that's Tyler's message. No, Tennis. the real money is forcing your kids to write about sports. That's where all the cash <laughs> is. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> you want to make all kinds of money, then... Uh, Make your make your kid a content producer. I want to go ahead and, of course, thank our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant for making all of this possible. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the Giant. Christopher? Yeah. Yeah. For the last time, what does Sherwood Ford have going on? Well, let me tell you. I've said it before and I will say it again. Uh, Racing for a Cure is coming up June 22nd. Uh, we're working with Sherwood Ford. Uh, Sherwood Ford is a silver sponsor for the event, and the Nation Truck will be involved. So a bunch of uh, VIP children from the Stollery will be riding in a bunch of luxury vehicles, including the Nation Truck, uh, in the parade on the morning of uh, June 22nd. Uh, then it'll wrap up with a big event at the legislative grounds, a bunch of like fair-type um, activities like games and stuff. And then there's a big gala that night at the River Cree. So big event. Uh we are raising money with Sherwood Ford. We've got a link going around on social media, our social media and Sherwood Ford's. Uh, you can check it out in our Instagram bio link. It's an easy place to go to. Uh, we're taking donations. All of it's going to the Stollery Children's Foundation. Uh, so if you uh, if you can uh, spare some change, donate to the cause. That'd be fantastic. If not, please share the link. Um, it's going to a great cause, and we're really uh, pumped to be working with Sherwood Ford on this. How many donations do they need before they become a gold sponsor? That's a great question. All of them. That I don't I'll just say all of them. How many donations do they need before they We're going to donate double everything platinum sponsor. you can to Sherwood Ford for this initiative. It's a great cause. Go check them out at Sherwood Ford on Oilers Nation Alt on Twitter. We'll have it posted everywhere to make sure that this works. As I mentioned, today is going to be Chris's last podcast day with us. Probably not forever. I'm sure you'll be back, but we'll get into that for in a minute. Yeah. First, we need to check in with the Edmonton Oilers couple of things happening this week. Yesterday, the team signed Joaquin Nygaard. Dwight. Dwight is the nickname some people are rolling oh, with. So good. Where Dwight, did that come Dwight, from? Up. Dwight Yoakum. Who is that? Uh, that's Dwight Yoakum is a country artist your mom probably likes. Okay. 
How do you not like him? <laughs> You're a country guy. I don't know. It, the only Dwight I know is from The Office. That's what I thought it was a reference to The Office. I, I also like, thought it was a reference. This guy got some kind of like psychological well, he's got, idiosyncrasies. He's got speed and spin moves. Um, I just want to add on the pronunciation of this one. Today on the radio with Low Tide, he says he talked to someone and it's Yoakum Nygord. That's good. One more time. Yoakum Nygord. Dwight Yoakum Nygard. Dwight Yoakum Nygard. Makes more sense nope. now than Joaquin. No, Nygord. Nygord. We it's, get it, Tyler. It's Joaquin Nygard. I mean, I'm probably still pronouncing... I, I mean, I still say Jesse Pugliarvi, so this is a lost cause with me. I know it's Yessa. But I, I still say, say it's uh, Connor McDavid. Well, it is. It is. And when they soon to draft Connor McMichael. Connor McMichael. How cool then is we're going to have a couple. He's projected to go to Ottawa right now. Hey. In the last that is a shame. Yeah. It's not going to happen. So I want to talk about Yo- Yoakum Nygaard? Joaquim. It's Joaquim. 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 Okay, Joaquim we're going to talk about Joaquin Niger- Phoenix. Niger-ide. Joaquin Phoenix signed with the Edmonton Oilers. I guess it's not quite done yet, according to a couple of insiders, but it looks like it's going to be done for around 925000 ish on a one-year deal. What if he pulls a Chris for Stieg at the last minute and goes to Calgary again? Then we'll go to the Saddle Dome and we'll have, first of all, have Cam take a shovel again, and then we will burn it down. That's it. That's all I got. One thing I want to say is I put in the uh, article yesterday, the, the release on it, just a little compilation of highlights from his last season in the S in the Swedish league. This dude has wheels. He is lightning fast and he had 21 goals in the league, which ranked him second overall in league goal scoring, which is impressive. Who knows how much of that is going to translate to the NHL could be a middle six kind of player, probably. However, looking at the Oilers left wing depth chart, he has a chance to play on the first line. Maybe. Who knows, depending how things go in this offseason. Watching uh, his highlights is fun, man. What do you like, see? Tell us about it. Oh, he's just he skates in a straight line, but just through everybody. Makes well, me, he's lightning. Makes yeah. you wonder about his competition, though. Like, is he blowing True. past a bunch of Chris Russells, or is he blowing past Eric Carlson? Well, I mean, the Swedish Elite League isn't like a some scrub league. Sorry, I, uh, yeah, Rick is Rick is defending Chris Russell's honor back Russell there. Russell can skate. I'm just, I was just... Yeah, I mean, of all the, that's true. Of all the things to yeah, complain about Chris Russell, his skating ability is not one of them. All right. The is fact he, that he's Zambonis, that's something. Is he skating around a lane down Chris Russell, or is he skating around uh, uh, Eric Carlson's skating? I think the players in the Swedish Elite League uh, stay on their feet. And again, it's not a scrub actually. league by any no, means. No, it's a good league. It's probably the second best. Do you think it's better than the KHL? It might be the second best league. Arguably. Whoa. Tyler's staring Debatable. on. Fact-checking Tyler. Fact-check this? He's, he's, he is bobbing his head. Right now. He's having a yeah, hard time. You can see the loading, so, buffering. Uh, rank the leagues. Rank all of them. Real quick, Tyler, if he's going to rank the leagues, starting at one and say go to five. Go ahead. NHL, a long distance, obviously. Swedish elite. Oh. KHL. Wow. Tossed um, in shade at the SJHL. Swiss A-League. No, I don't know anything. I'm like, come on, guys. Okay, well, I, I think is it safe to say the AHL would be like top? Yeah, AHL's got to be top three. I don't think the AHL is much worse it's than the KHL. Be there. No, I think it's top five. Yeah, probably. I did a deep dive yesterday on EliteProspects.com, and I was looking at the Netherlands Professional Hockey League, and the guy on the Amsterdam team who led the team in scoring is 47 years old. That's so not good. that's not true, is it? It is, it is. true. Doesn't get he, on there. Do you remember his points? Isn't it? It was 47 points in 20 games or something like that. Yeah. That guy's a legend. Sign him. Sign him up now. That's incredible. So how, many, how, many minutes, how many minutes a game did that guy play? Like 60? So he played the whole game. Is his name Reg Dunlop? <laughs> no, it was... Uh, oh, actually, speaking of... Um, I don't know why this came into my mind, but you <laughs> you must... Bag Milk and Rick probably know, because you guys are older gentlemen, about <laughs> the um, English Gretzky, the, yeah. the British guy. The yeah. Oilers drafted him. What was his name? Tony Hand, that's what it was. That's Tony take. Hand scored in the English league like 500 points one season. No, that dude lit that. He lit that place up. And the Oilers drafted him in like the ninth round. They should bring him over now. Well, now look at them. It's been two or three decades since, and they are now going to go back to back in the yeah. World Championships. Is, they've got an interesting league over there. The the English Elite League right now. Um, like Jim Vandermeer is playing for the team in Belfast, the Belfast Giants. It's like all of a defenseman. Players, yeah, good stay at home uh, guy. Probably not gonna get turnstiled out there as much. Seems like it'd be, it'd be a fun league to play in. Right? I think for those to, for NHLers who were kind of got got past the game, kind of past them well before their age, really. Why not go out there? 
It's laid back. There's nowhere near the same amount of pressure. The money is going to be okay, but you should have made a decent amount of money while you're in the NHL. The, you know, you got probably 50, 60 games. Everything's paid for. Would you rather be a AHL, NHL in-betweener who gets called up and sent down 25 times in one season? So like one of those like cap guys who like when the team has three games off, they go down so they don't have their daily cap hit, as I was explaining earlier. Or would you rather be a really good player on a Euro League team? You definitely, like, you definitely go back. No, you go back. If you still have time, chances in the NHL, you go back and forth. Look at Jordan Bennington. But if you're a career AHLer, then, dude, book it. Go across the, go across the ocean and go hang out over there. The money's not that great, but you don't pay for anything. You're living a completely different lifestyle. It's relaxed. It's laid back. It's fun. You get to play. It's like playing beer league almost. It, yeah, okay, but uh, <laughs> um, the thing I'll add is, if you're on an AHL only deal. It does make more sense, even financially in most cases, to go play in Europe. You're not riding the bus through these crappy little small cities. Whoa. You get to, like, let's say you Whoa. go to Switzerland and you're a decent North American hockey player and you're making probably 150 to 250K. And you get to play hockey. And you get to play hockey in Switzerland and they pay for all your stuff to live. Whereas in the American League, you might be making like $70,000 and like having to scrape together you're on your own. Yeah. yeah. And think of who you're playing against, too. Like, when you start dropping out of the NHL and even the AHL, it turns into, like, they're just fights everywhere, man. If you want to play, you don't get to play down there. If they're scrapping this, scrapping that, Hold on. go over across the ocean. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. We love fights, fighting. by the way. We love the fighting. Love the fighting. It should actually increase a little bit in all leagues. But if you're a skill guy and you're just an AHL guy... Man, go across, go across the ocean. You tell me, you, you tell me, you wouldn't want to play for Bjorn in the Icelandic hockey league right now. Is it the BG, B-J-O-R-N-I-N-N. Bjorn. I think it's Bjorn. 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 Kind of like Solming. You know, Bjorn Solming. Bjorn went three Bjorn. seven and two this year. They didn't make the playoffs. They're one of the three teams in the league. But yeah, I bet you everyone on that team had a lifestyle, blast. man. You get to live in Iceland, man. You ever been to the? Um, you ever been to the Blue Lagoon? It's beautiful. Yeah, Did the guys, guys who the guys who sign your paychecks love Iceland. I've hear? watched. I've heard them go over there for the last four or five years now, and I've get jealous every single time. Do you guys hear that Yari Curry just bought his own uh, KHL team there? Yokerit. Oh, he uh, bought Yokerit. Yeah, they're they're three, a team in Finland, but they play in the KHL. Three million. That's weird. Well, that's to uh, Jari Jury. There's a lot of stories there that apparently he's just kind of facilitating the team while the Russians pay for the team. So. Back to Joaquin Phoenix. A couple of quotes that came out about this guy, including one from our friend Ufe Bowden at Elite Prospects. Admittedly, I'm writing the, the release for this. Like most people, I don't know a thing about this dude outside of a couple of different little items that I read. So I thought that Ufe's breakdown of his game was, was legit, and I just want to read a little bit of it. Uh, read a little bit of it. The most likely... Uh, sorry... I'm skipping now. Speed is the key word here. Joaquin Phoenix, knee guard, Yoakum, <laughs> is one of, if did not Ufe the fastest players. Did you write that or did you just add that in there? <laughs> no, that's exactly how Ufe wrote it. Uh, is, is one of, if not the fastest player in the Swedish league right now. He owns the kind of foot speed that can overwhelm opposing defensemen and leave them in a pile of dust, but will also put pressure on the forecheck and the backcheck. Carl Hagelin would be an obvious comparison. Early in his career, speed was, his only, was the only asset Nigad had. But thanks to hard work and good schooling, he has been able to transform a nice, rounded game. And have you guys seen pictures of his flow? Great flow. Great flow. And if there's no. one thing that we love here, it's the all-flow team, especially with our Swedes. We haven't had... Dan did a little deep dive yesterday. We haven't seen any abs pictures yet. My browser history is now ugly, but yeah. Nothing, we haven't seen any ab shots yet, but if he's anything like Clef Bomb and to a lesser extent, uh, Larson, we're going to add another Swede to our all-abs team, which is, of course, very important to everybody here. Do we know what Yoel Pearson's abs look like? Well, I assume that they would be fantastic. He's also got some flowing locks, right? Those Swedes, man, they're good looking. Those good Swedes. looking people. Vikings, you know? It's all the mead they drink, I assume. Something like that. What Cam looks mead? a little bit Swedish. What is mead? It's like a wine. Some kind of Viking drink. That's all I need to know. I've never had it. I've heard, You hear it referenced all the time, but... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On this podcast. I've had it before. What? Just like you Where have you had mead before? I have. I know a Swedish uh, person. A Swedish person? Yeah, he made me mead. 
What is it? It's like homemade. I don't know. What did it taste like? It tastes like white wine. Is it prison wine? Toilet wine? <laughs> no, it just tastes like a type of wine. I don't know, like a fruity wine. Have you ever ridden a camel before? Maybe. Can't remember. <laughs> All right, so real quick, I feel like now this is important. This is very important to me, so I'm going to look up. and I'm going to teach our, our, uh, our audience here of three people how to make some mead. So first of all, your step one is you're going to simmer a half gallon of water until warm. Tyler, write this down. Add honey, two pounds of dry, add honey, two pounds for a dry mead or three pounds for a sweet mead. So if it was fruity, Chris, you had the sweet mead. Totally. That means there was a lot of honey in there. Hell yeah. Stir until dissolved. Simmer, but don't boil for about 30 minutes, skimming off any scum that forms. Remove from cool. heat and let cool for till about 100 degrees Fahrenheit and pour into a gallon glass bottle. I prefer my mead with scum. What do, you do with, what do you do with the scum after? You don't have to skim the scum off for much. Don't take. skim the scum. In fact, if you got extra scum, you add that to Dan's meat. Should we name the podcast add, Skimming Scum? How does sure, one, why not? How does one figure out how to make a drink like this back in like the 1500s or whatever? You I know have, what? I've that, talked about this before, but I've got a uh, prison cookbook at my house. I'll bring it in because some of the stuff that they make in a toilet is, fa- is, is fascinating. When you think prison about wine. all the things that people have like tasted in the past to figure out is good. Yeah. Like, Ugh. Well, it like how a... many people have died before the banana? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. oh no, Corey's down. <laughs> Don't like, eat that one. <laughs> one of these days I'm going to eat something that really fills me up and gives me energy, but it might also kill me. There's a lot of room for error. <laughs> the first guy eating in 10,000 the, the pineapple to see if it was good. Oh. Like, I oh. imagine those. those... I, I like how we just assume that like we were just like fully self-aware sentient beings <laughs> in like 10,000 BC and one day there was a pineapple and it was just like alright on my way home from work I'm going to grab this thing and I'm going to just take a bite out of it and I'm going to bleed to death through my mouth and the next day the other guy finds a pineapple and they're like I don't know I'm not going to do that I'm going to peel this shit and I'm going to eat the inside yeah, and like that's the- whose genes get passed on <laughs> yeah exactly it's like oh the outside of the pineapple is no go do not eat the outside of the pineapple Hector's mouth is still ruined from it Back to the mead. Add any extra ingredients you want for flavor. When the temperature is below 90 degrees Fahrenheit, add the yeast. You can literally add any ingredient to make it taste how you want. Well, this is kind of like where we get into the uh, sangria type territory. You know what I mean? All right. All right. When the temperature is below 90 degrees Fahrenheit, add the yeast. One package will make five gallons of mead. So use between one fifth of a package and one half of a package i typically the author makes two gallons at a time and divides the package by two i like that you broke that down to not be you well hey man i'm just reading i'm just reading what he tells me cap the bottle and shake well add more water to fill the bottle making sure to leave three four inches of headroom at the top take the top off and add an airlock these are available at your local home brew store or online at the link that he provided how are I'm, we not the top oilers podcast right now? once the airlock is in place set the bottle in a cool spot for about six weeks so uh, in summary nygaard can skate and has developed other parts of his game pretty well i don't know man you lost me at scum no you don't skim the scum I Not for know. Dan's meat. You gotta oh, keep no. that flavor. That's my, that's my extra ingredient that I add. Nygaard's ancestors lived in Sweden in like a rock hut <laughs> and they were like burning honey and they were like, fuck, like maybe we can make something out of this. And that's why the genes got passed down and why he's a good skater. And why he's going to crack the team next year and score nine goals. <laughs> nine goals. That's, uh, that's actually from our meat competition. That's where I'm going to go is I want to do some predictions on a uh, Joaquin Phoenix Nygaard. Um, According to Darren Dreger on TSN's Insider Training last week, several teams were in on him as he had a very good year. 21 goals with uh, Lord Farquaad of the <laughs> Swedish Elite League. Of course you'd pick Edmonton. we got so, a winner here. Well, I mean, looking at the, again, looking at the, the depth chart on the left side, he's got a good chance to make the roster. Yep. Right? So I want to go around the horn, get some predictions on him. He had 21 goals in the Swedish Elite League. I saw Wood Guy was doing some NHL E equivalency, points equivalencies that came in around 31 to 35 points. Wow. What do you guys think he's going to get? I'm going to go ahead and say he's going to get the 12 goals that Tobias Reeder only dreamed of. Dan? I am going to predict that he is our Alex Chieson. 22 goals, 16 assists. Whoa. I'm going to predict that he finds Your prediction a, doesn't matter. Next. That he <laughs> finds a healthy spot in the bottom six and puts up eight goals and 20 
six points. I hate going in the spot I'm going right now because I honestly I sat back and said 12. So I'm going to readjust. I'm going to go with 10. But that's only because I think he's going to be playing in the middle six type of uh, area. He's not going to be the Connor. He's going to be in there with Nuge. He's going to be in the third line. Bring in that speed down the left side. Really open up things against, against the other team's defense. 10 goals. Let's call it um, uh, 18 assists, 28 points. And uh, yeah, I think it's a good addition. I'll say he scores 11, but I'll say seven of them come before Christmas. And we'll just be like in love. Like, oh, he's going to pot 20 this season. But I'll say 11, but he gets hot real early on. Like Jason. Like Jason, yeah. I also made the prediction that with the kind of wheels he has, that the Oilers are going to be working on that alley-oop play with him. Firing that baby up ice and I him go under I think it. he's going to find ridiculously good chemistry on the top line with Connor McDavid and William Nylander. And he's going to score twenty goals next year. Ooh, I like I like where you're going with that. Not but if we're talking about either. the uh, if we're talking about the alley oop play. Imagine what he would do with a Dwayne Rollison backflip. <laughs> when Rolly used to pound that puck out with the uh, the paddle on his stick. Imagine like full full speed going into that. The man would look like Todd Marchant every game, except for maybe score double amount of goals. Roly loved to pound the puck. Did Roly ever set up any breakaways? I can't Mike remember. Pekka. He did. Mike Pekka in the playoffs. Mike Pekka in the playoffs. I'll never forget it. And he scored on playoffs. He did. Yeah, okay. Pike and Mecca. I'm still mad at Mike Pekka now that I'm thinking about him that he didn't grow the playoff beard that year because he would have looked like a fucking caveman and it would have been awesome. But he had he had some gnarly teeth during that playoff. <laughs> what does that have run? to do didn't with his, his playoff beard, but didn't man? His, didn't he grew out his playoff teeth. fixed up? Didn't they have to get fixed up? I thought they did. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't believe, man, well, he could have gone with the Zach Cassie and the chops then. He could have been looking like a some kind of Yeti man. I don't know. I like it. It would have been a good look. It would have been great. Probably would have smelt a little funky, but our friends at Pog would have helped him out. What you need to do is you need to head on over to the pogstore.com and pick up a unit that will fit your needs. They've got mobile units, wall units, Fridge units, whatever you need. But what they're going to do is they're going to kill 98% of household odors caused by bacteria and fungus and freshen and purify the air in your space using the power of nature. Pog units eliminate odor without the use of dangerous chemicals. In fact, I use one in my house. My place smells great. I encourage you to go over to thepogstore.com and get in on their 30-day challenge. 30-day challenge. Thepogstore.com. Smell great. Feel great. Right, Cam? Absolutely. I have my pog in my uh, in my home right now, but it's dead, so I need to charge it. And my uh, What a fascinating anecdote. Good story, <laughs> hey? And uh, Caitlin was complaining this morning that our apartment smells because I played hockey so last So you night. don't bathe. So I what would you play hockey with? Well, I refed. You didn't play hockey. You refed hockey. Uh, same thing. So I have to... Story of the, the... The main point is that I have to go home and charge my pog, okay? The main point of the story is that you were trying to make it seem like you play on a hockey team, a.k.a. you have friends, but you don't, because you were just repping, which you do for a living. Did Reality you know he's the man. In Europe, they, they say referees are the people that can't kick the balls. And in Canada, referees are the people that don't have enough friends to play on the team. <laughs> you can't kick a ball, you referee. That has nothing to do with hockey. You can't hit a puck, you can dodge a wrench. That's true, I can't hit a puck. Back to the Oilers. Gentlemen, we are closing in on Dave Tippett announcement day, it seems, or maybe. Tyler is he's got thoughts. We'll get to him in a moment. Last night, Mark Connolly from CBC said he heard from a good source that this could be wrapped up today. And then friend of the nation, Reed Wilkins, this morning came out and stomped on that, saying there would be no announcement today. When your old boy Bag Milk was plugging away in a little article last night, hoping I'd be ahead of the game. That's what you get for thinking the government is going to break our Oilers news. Well, I tried. I just tried and I failed. You can't trust a national broadcaster about anything hockey. Related. Bag milk, a fucking commie. Hey, man. After. <laughs> yes. Give me your stuff. Uh, after Mark Connolly did that interview with Bob Nicholson where he kind of took him to task, I got a lot of love from oh, Mark Connolly. Yeah, Connolly seems like a good dude. He's on an even keel now, though. So I, I got I to gotta just like chime in and say that I'm not actually making fun of the CBC. I'm being facetious. Of course. They've got fine shows. You, you probably were too young to watch Mr. Dress Up, but it was fantastic. I remember Casey and Finnegan. What do you think I was born in 2002? Yes. I guarantee you don't remember Casey and Finnegan. I was born in 93 and I had an older sibling, so I watched all kinds of early 90s content. 
You have Fraggle Rock? I don't remember any of this. Fred Penner? I never watched Fraggle Rock, no. Fred Fred Penner? Penner? I do remember Mr. Dress Up. Fred Penner? He crawled through a tree log and he had a talking bird and shit or a word bird. It was nice. Educational for a young man like myself. Anyway, back to Dave Tippett. It seems like a foregone conclusion that he's going to be the next coach of the Edmonton Oilers. However, my friend Tyler Yaremchuk to my right says he's not so sure about that. Go. The reason I'm not so sure is because they were clearly negotiating a contract yesterday. They're, Holland and Tippett were meeting face-to-face. They clearly didn't get one done. And it's not like Tippett is sitting unemployed right now. Dave Tippett is employed by the Seattle NHL group, whatever they're going to be called. So... Sasquatch. The big pigeons. If they couldn't, if there's not enough urgency from both sides to hammer out a deal when they sit down face to face, I still think it's likely. I still say it's like 80%, but I do think there is a bit of a chance that they don't agree on a contract and Tippett doesn't think the money's worth it and he hangs out in Seattle for another couple seasons and then becomes their head coach. Lest we forget that Ken Holland said he didn't want this job and then a week later changed his mind and wanted the job. So the hey, same guy. Hey, man, when you're pouring off uh, 25 racks for me, yeah. <laughs> why not? Well, maybe he's just like, I want the same smoke you're getting, Kenny. So where give do they go? Five, five. In your opinion, Tyler, where do they go from here? If they were willing to give him that five by five, you would assume that this deal's done, right? Yeah, like, but they're trying to negotiate. They're trying to, they're trying to come in at three and a half, and he's not taken. So they're waiting. And Kenny Holland's going to make him sweat it out because he's going to because he refuses to t- negotiate with a coach during the combine. No, coaches like him, they almost have a set salary. Just like uh, when Todd went over to LA, it was pretty much said and done. It's going to be within, you know, I'm sure maybe it's a, maybe like a million dollars somewhere in there. You got to argue out in there. But I'm with Tyler here. If it wasn't done yesterday, so there's something stopping it so it looks like uh when you see nfl players they go into they go in and, and do uh tryouts at teams when they walk away from that camp that usually means they're not signing there anymore i mean there's still a chance they do but yeah. if you want them you sign them when he's still in your building if we wanted him that bad he would have been done yesterday right now i'm almost at 50 50 like someone else could sneak in here but i think the reality is, is that daryl Cates is paying 18 head coaches right now yeah and and Not Tom so McClellan. maybe he's getting Thanks, tired Cates. of uh maybe he's getting tired of having to sign those paychecks and so he's making kenny work for it a little bit <laughs> and he's making Tippett work for it a little bit too. Yeah, but then what are they fighting over that's making it seem worth it milan just play time term is it you think it, uh, I could I could potentially see it being term. Tippett wants a fifth year, and Holland is saying no. I'm only giving you three or something like that. But still, if it, if it's being caught up this much, I'm just I'm a little bit cautious. Whereas three days ago, if you'd asked me, I would have been like lock hundred percent press conference Friday. I mean, I was booking the radio show I do today, assuming we wouldn't have a 10 to 11 o'clock hour because I was that confident that I'd wake up this morning, look at my phone, see Dave Tippett will be introduced today at 10 a.m. Well, I guess we'll I am bad at my job, Coom, but that's beside the point. (laughs) Weird flex. I guess we'll have to see how it goes. Um, You know, more like Tyler, you're wrong, Chuck. Could be Tyler, you're wrong, Chuck. But Bag Milk has the article written. He just has to change the name. Yeah, I just need to swap out names, do a little history, bop, bop, bop. No problem. No problem. Most of it is about how handsome Tom McClellan's suits were anyway. <laughs> so that, that's just that's going to translate over to whoever comes in. I, I don't can care. stay there forever. As we end off this podcast, we got one last segment. I want to turn to my friend Christopher Gordeco. Today is his last day at Oilers Nation. Today is his last day on the podcast until he can get a time off his grown-up job. Come on down to talk a little puck. Christopher you posted today on ON a goodbye article to the fans. Well received, mostly, except the guy who called you a quitter, which I happen to agree with. That means accurate. Well, it's, it is accurate. Let's talk about your time at the nation. You started at a very interesting time at the company. Walk us through your history here, how you started, what happened, what's going on. All right. Well, I had to stop myself when I was like preparing that article because I was like, you just get down in a wormhole of all like your memories and all the videos you made and just watching everything. So I had to like try to choose the best stuff, but like there's no best stuff. Like it's, it's all, all great. Bad. The 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 first week, like out of four years here, the first week, funny, like the first five days are probably one of the best times because Connor McDavid got drafted on a Friday and I started on Monday. So you can imagine what kind of like roller coaster that whole week was. And I uh and obviously knew how like special comic David was going to be, but like 
the the when I got into o- the walls of Oilers Nation, I like saw how excited the city and like the online community really was. So so that 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 week was absolutely unreal. Um, we did like a bunch of stuff, just recapping my article that I wrote this morning. Uh, the uh, the Kokanee promo team came up came by. Ah uh, yes, so the Kokanee promo team came by. They were launching in Kokanee Gold something something. It was like a special can, and they wanted us to film a video with them. So what we made Chris do was get into one of the Kokanee girls' jumpsuits. Yeah, it was way too small. I probably ripped it. Probably well, you left it real gross either way, because you smashed open a couple of beers, uh, Stone Cold style slammed them and it just you handed back a soaking wet jumpsuit to that poor girl and you reeked like beer that whole day that was kind of like one of your first few tasks here that was literally one of yeah one of my first few tasks you're right and just the strangest thing they i just remember them giving me like a handful of beers and they're like okay do something cool with this and uh the camera was on me and i was under a lot of pressure so i just started pouring it all over myself because that's the only thing i knew how to do Uh, i tried to look for that video but thank god i can't find it it's somewhere out there i'll find it yeah i'll find it uh post it everywhere other super cool things that week was uh, when someone vandalized the Connors Road sign to turn into Connor McDavid's road. How cool is that? I would say improved, but you can say vandalized. Improved, yeah. So we went and had some fun with that. And then it all uh, capped off with the Connor McDavid draft party, which is to date our biggest party in nation history. If that you ask draft me. party, if, as I'm thinking back to it, it was a thousand degrees at the pint. We were all excited. We had packed that place. Rick, Rick can attest to it. We had packed that place, and it was just ramfold with excited Nation fans, excited Oilers fans, and we were there to celebrate a franchise turning day. Um, I remember when Pistol Pete stepped up to the microphone, said from the Erie Otters, the Oilers are proud to select Conor McDavid. Blah blah blah. Rick handed me a shot of Jack. Chris had a shot of Jack. That kicked off what was a very foggy night. <laughs> I think of being in the back parking lot out there, stuffing boxes into Chris's Sentra. Oh, yeah, I forgot. You about couldn't that. get anything in there. Yeah. It, it's been a ride, man. You and I have been roommates in a lot of trips. We've uh, gone on a lot of experiences Calgary trips, ski trips, Vegas. And now you're leaving us for an adult job, a real live adult job where I you're going to have to wear dress shoes and shit. Yeah, it's bittersweet. I'm excited. I'm I'm looking forward to my new chapter, but obviously I'm very sad to be leaving. Looking and, back uh, on your four years here, what would you say are the best things about me that you've learned? And then if, if we've got time from that, we can go around everybody else. <laughs> oh, man, you're putting pressure on me. <laughs> oh, my favorite part about bag milk. <laughs> your favorite part about bag milk is when he hired Coombe. No, it's when... Coombe was in the office. It's when he... When, when I'm driving with him and he puts his vehicle into neutral at uh, stop signs. Hey, man, you don't want to keep that transmission. <laughs> because you want, to, no you want to pretend that you're driving a standard car. I do miss driving Press a standard. people that are makes, sitting next to you. made me feel more part of the vehicle, you know? I do miss my standard, but I crashed it. R.I.P. Civic. R.I.P. <laughs> May you be out there doing civic things wherever you are now. Whether civic heaven. Civic heaven. That's all I got for you. It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> Well, That's important. Make sure to take care of your vehicles. It'll last a long time unless you crash it, like my Civic, RIP. If I think of something better, I'll let you know. As you've kind of worked through here, and the, your okay, jobs... We're not going to go around the table then. Your jobs have changed a lot. <laughs> you've done kind of everything that we do here. What have you learned looking back? Uh, SEO optimization. Are you, are you happy about your SEO skills and your Facebook ads? Um, what are you going to miss though like for real are you going to miss people yelling Chris the intern at you or do you think that's still going to happen at your new gig I've, well I don't think it's going to happen in my. well it's not going to happen in my new gig I think it's going to happen like just around the city because a lot of people will still may still know who I am at least for a, a couple months until they forget we get it you're famous like, okay <laughs> thanks uh, what I learned here my favorite though one time was we were at the bar and uh 
we were sitting there and you were with your like in-laws or something. Your in-laws were there. Yeah. And somebody good. came up to you and said, Hey, you're Chris, the intern. I wanted to talk to you. And you felt like big dick swinging in front of your in-laws. No, that was at the, that was at the Euler game. Yeah. We you were, slide the guy a crisp $20 bill afterwards. For <laughs> I should have. No, I was in, I was in line getting food with my future father-in-law and some dude came up and like asked me about Oilers nation. And it was awesome. One time we were at the pint. It was our season opening party this year. And I saw Chris was just sitting there. And I came up from behind him and I said, hey, you're Chris the intern. And the guy beside us was like, holy shit, that's Chris the intern. <laughs> and he bought all three of us a shot. See? So now I try and try and do that all over the place. Thank you, Cam. Daniel, I want to know how you're handling it. You've been whining and complaining all day about Chris's last day. You've been whining like, <laughs> the, last, the last two weeks, you've been calling me a traitor. Listen, Dan was crying. I'm comfortable in my own masculinity to be able to admit that I got teared up reading Chris's post this morning. Uh, behind beautiful. the behind the uh, the secret wall there as he was editing it, um, I don't know, Chris. Uh, I've worked, you know, I've I've been on this earth for a long time, and I worked with a lot of people. And Chris is just one of the best people, like genuine best people you can meet. And it's, uh, you know, we've always talked about how Oilers Nation will always continue, you know, no matter who's who's uh, manning the desk or whatever. But it'll it, it'll be different for sure. Graham told us not to get soft in this episode yeah fuck you chris oh yeah <laughs> i've been better. i think i've been the biggest dick to you this whole week just to make it hurt less you know like that well, way when I, you leave you're just like fuck i'm done with these guys i know how you deal with things i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna follow you home sure. i know where you live i've walked there with you when we were drunk as we scarfed down chicken and i'm gonna follow you home okay and i'm gonna stand there for when you get off your day job because i don't have a real job i sit here and i talk to tyler and i stare at him um I don't have like a cool Chris moment because I'm not at the office every day like you guys are. Wow. But my I'm aunt, my aunt taught him in elementary school back in Two Hills. That then that that's the only thing I have to say about Chris. Ooh. Speaking of Two Hills, Uramchuk. do you think that you're no? New... It's not a Uramchuk name. Who it's is a Karaluk it? name. Oh, uh, don't dox her. No, I won't. I we'll talk about it after. All right. Cool. Small do you world. think that your new business cards are going to say Mayor of Two Hills like your nation business cards do? <laughs> Probably not, and thank God. But those does that mean that there's a new election coming in Two Hills? Maybe. Like they they fired me from being mayor like a long time they ago. They fired you from being mayor. <laughs> well, no he had a scandal. Wow. There was some kind of. They didn't even impeach him. They kicked me out of they town because him. they found out that I was impersonating the mayor because my employer forced me to. <laughs> but uh, those business cards will forever. Uh, go in the Chris Hall of Fame, and I'm going to hang it on all the walls before I leave. Rick, as the elder statesman in the room, do you have any advice for Chris as he moves on to his new journey? My first piece of advice was going to an adult job was a very bad move. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when you <laughs> got to wear dress opinion. shoes Good. and all that shit every day, that's. I'm a couple years older than you, and I guarantee you I'm not in that position. Um, but when it's time to make friends at your new place, bring them on down to me, and I'll make you look like a champion. Well, other than that, buddy, that's about all I can help you with. Thank you. So My, uh, Dad, Rick, Rick's advice is, you already fucked up, but you can get lit up. <laughs> My, Rick's advice was just a pint commercial. Pretty much, yeah. I never once said the name. <laughs> you did it for him. A, uh, a, a, a memory I have of Rick is the very, like, Bag Milk, in my first week, Bag Milk took me, like, the tour, like, meeting all the clients and meeting all the contacts and stuff, and I met Rick, and Rick had a shaved head. But he had a big beard. And that was the first time I ever met him. So I was like, cool, this is Rick. Um, and then the, <laughs> the next time I met Rick, or maybe it was after the draft party, but like the next time I saw him, he had hair and he had no beard. And I didn't recognize him. You changed your appearance that Back where I was from, and nobody ever changed their hairstyle and or their didn't facial hair. Didn't make any hair. sense. So that's just, whenever I think of Rick, I just think of his bald head and a huge beard. Cam, do you have words for Chris to send him on his merry way in his last couple of hours of the nation? Um. Uh, I think it's going to be hard for Chris to adjust to working in an environment in which I'm not there. I know when we were filming our Minutemen videos, Chris oftentimes would ask me for advice. He would kind of like tug on my shirt collar and say he was scared or that like um, he didn't know what to do. And I would give him kind of um, just like older brother advice. I know Chris kind of views me that way. Cam would always be the guy when we were producing video content when I would begin to uh, stutter or lose my words, which happens occasionally. Uh, Cam would step in and save the day. 
and I won't have I won't uh, have you to do that for me in everyday conversation now. So now, when you're at your real job and somebody's like, "I need you to do this," I'm not going to be able to just dive in and say best wishes and fix the situation like I have been over the past two years. It's true. Yeah. But fear not, faithful ON radio listeners. Chris isn't gone for good. He's still going to be contributing at The Nation. You're still going to be writing some stuff. You're still going to have takes. Oh, yeah. Hot takes. You may be gone from the office, but not gone forever. And if you think I'm changing your name on the site from Chris the Intern, you are wrong, my friend. Yeah, I know. I've already (laughs) accepted that. You are wrong, my friend. Although I did notice in your article today, you called yourself The Nation Chris instead of Chris the Intern, which was never a thing. My Twitter handle was The Nation Chris. He's trying to give himself a nickname, as my friend Rick is pointing out, and I'm not going to let that fly, Dan. It's funny. I don't know if I've ever once called myself Chris the Intern like during my time here. I just always refrain from it. You've had many nicknames over your time. Oh, yeah. There was Bitch. (laughs) There was Squirt. Uh, Laidback Chris is one of my favorites. Yeah. LBC. I think LBC was my favorite, too. Either way, it's the end of an era, my friend. It's been an excellent four years. We will see you around. By no means are this done. And as Graham says, we are not going to get all sappy. Dan, do you have any caring, loving words for Chris as you stare off at into his beautiful brown eyes? Best wishes. I didn't knew you were going to say that. Best I want to go ahead and thank Sherwood Ford, the giant, and the pogstore.com for making all of this possible. Thank you for listening to Weather's Nation Radio for another week. Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye. Shout out, Damien. Best wishes. 